Greetings, friends. Welcome to Walking in His Word, the podcast where we embark on short, faith-filled journeys through the scriptures and episodes that are both concise and impactful. Each week, we take an 8-10 to minute purposeful stroll through the pages of God's Word, offering insights, wisdom, and inspiration to enhance our day. So join us as we explore each topic, uncovering the treasures hidden within the scriptures and learning how they can be applied to our lives. So let's take this brief but powerful journey of walking in His Word together. We invite you to join us over the next several weeks as we explore the wisdom of the parables of Jesus. Join us as we peel back the layers of these parables, uncovering the profound truths that continue to shape our understanding of faith, compassion, and humanity. Each episode, we'll walk through a parable, shedding new light on their messages and exploring how they resonate with our daily experiences. Get ready, because on Walking in His Word, the parables are more than just stories. They're a guide to living a life inspired by love and grace. So stay tuned and let's embark on this transformative journey together. This week, we're going to continue our studies on the secrets of the kingdom of heaven by looking at the parable of the net. In this parable, Jesus likened the kingdom of heaven to a net that was cast into a sea and gathered all types of fish. So let's read this together. We can find it in Matthew 13, verses 47 through 50. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a net that was cast into the sea and gathered fish of every kind, which, when it was full, they drew to shore and sat down and gathered the good into vessels, but cast the bad away. So shall it be at the end of the world. The angels shall come forth and sever the wicked from among the just, and shall cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Now, obviously, one of the more commonly taught themes to this parable is the upcoming separation of godly from the ungodly. But since we covered that topic in a previous devotional on the wheat and the tares, I'd like to explore a different theme this week. This parable causes me to immediately think of the topic of evangelism. In Matthew 4.19, Jesus called several of his disciples by saying to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. So that's the approach I'd like to take when looking at the parable of the net today, and that is just through the topic or the perspective of evangelism. There are basically two types of evangelism, just like there are two ways to catch fish, basically. We can either throw out a line one-on-one and catch them one by one, or we can throw out a net and haul in a net full fish. A good example of an evangelist who used both methods is Philip, also known as Philip the Evangelist. In Acts chapter 8, verses 6 through 8, we see Philip utilizing net evangelism in the city of Samaria and proclaimed the gospel of Christ to the masses. Scripture states the following, The people with one accord gave heed to those things which Philip spoke, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with palsies, and, their, and that were lame were healed. But there was great joy in the city. Philip's approach of preaching to the masses was very effective, and brought much increase to the kingdom of heaven. This account in Acts 8 explains that Philip baptized many that believed, and as a result of those evangelistic efforts, Philip's ministry was so effective that the news reached Jerusalem, and Peter and John were sent to Samaria to assist and pray for the people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This is an excellent example of the effectiveness of a mass outreach campaign. Philip preached the gospel and was followed by signs and wonders to confirm God's word. The result was an entire city impacted by the gospel message. Philip was effective at mass evangelism, clearly, but he was also able to successfully utilize the one-on-one method of evangelism. Once Philip's work was completed in Samaria, the Holy Spirit directed him to Gaza in the desert. 
While in Gaza, he met an Ethiopian man who was reading the book of Isaiah. And you can see this account throughout the rest of Acts chapter 8. Philip used what the man was reading as an opening to share the gospel of Christ and baptize the man in the desert. What I draw from this is God desires for his people to be ready to share the gospel of the kingdom at any time, really. We as present-day believers must learn from the example of Philip and be well-versed in both methods of evangelism, ready to spread the gospel through whatever means and whatever opportunities that God may provide. When we consider the fulfillment of the, this parable in context of the coming end-time revival that many people talk about, the question often arises, Lord, what are we going to do with all those fish? As I've contemplated that question over the years, I've often thought in practical terms, such as, do we have enough room for all of these people? Where are they going to park? Where are they going to sit? However, the need is deeper than simply dealing with the quantity of people. This became apparent to me during a trip to El Salvador back in 2013. I was there for ministry, but during a, a break between ministry times, we were taken on a trip to a fishing dock in a, in a port in a nearby city. And one morning when I was taken to that port, I saw a fisherman cleaning a manta ray, and it was huge. And I said to my companion, I said, there's no way I would know how to clean this fish. I don't have the skills to do it. And I sat there and I watched the man, and it was clear to me that he was an expert. Using just one small knife, he skillfully cleaned and developed divided that enormous fish in less than five minutes. And I was amazed. At that moment, the Lord spoke to my heart. He said, all types of fish. On our way home that night, we were driving through an area of town where there were various groups of people in the streets who were carrying on in all sorts of activities that, that were uh, not godly, of course. And I was sure that the Lord would be displeased. And as I looked at them, the Lord spoke these words to my heart. He said, all types of fish. Through these encounters, I was given a fresh awareness that the upcoming revival is going to bring in people of all different types and from varied backgrounds. Then I asked the Lord, what are we going to do with all these fish? And this time, however, I was burdened not only with the question of how are we going to clean them, but also with the question, are we equipped? Are we properly equipped and ready to deal with the different varieties of fish? When I was on the dock looking at that fisherman, I knew I was ill-equipped for such an endeavor. After encountering these people on the streets in El Salvador, I came to a fresh realization of the need for my preparation to minister to such people during the coming revival and be ready at any time. We as believers have a tremendous responsibility of caring for many different types of people who will come into the church during this net type ministry. Many times they do not fit into the stereotypical mold of what a quote-unquote Christian should be like. And when those who have spent much of their lives in riotous living become saved, a tremendous work will be necessary for purification process to begin. And while it is true that the work of the heart, the cleansing, the conviction, the purifying, that is all done by the Lord, no doubt about it. But we have a part to play as well. We must care for new believers, either with prayer, counseling, mentoring, teaching, discipleship, and and many other type things. But we must also be a positive example for them as to what it means to be a follower of Christ. But in order to care for others and see them through the maturing process, we must be equipped and skillful with the Word of God. Just as the fisherman was skillful with the knife, cleaning that manta ray, we cannot lead others to spiritual maturity if we were still babes in Christ ourselves. We must also have our doctrine straight by searching out the deeper truths of God's word. The parable of the net has really challenged me over the years because it highlights the influx of new believers that we can expect during revival. It also highlights the importance for all the believers to allow the Lord to work on their hearts to search out the hidden truths of God's word, to ensure that our doctrine is sound. We must also allow the Lord to work on us so that we are prepared to minister and care for others that will come in. We cannot lead someone into an experience that we have not had ourselves, and we certainly cannot teach them something 
that we do not know ourselves. Many teach on an upcoming revival that will be greater than any the world has ever known. And I believe that is true. And I'm looking forward to that day. And I'm sure many of you are listening are as well. It will be a glorious time of God moving on the whole earth. But we must prepare ourselves now. There will truly be all sorts or all types of fish. And while it is the Lord who changes the hearts, it is the Lord who convicts. And it is the Lord that cleanses. Oftentimes, he uses people as his instruments to accomplish his work. And we must be ready. So be encouraged this morning and allow the Lord to prepare you to care for and minister to others in the days ahead. God bless. Thank you so much for joining us on this enlightening journey through the parables of Jesus on the Walking in His Word podcast. We hope you found inspiration, wisdom, and a deeper connection to the teachings of our Savior. If these stories have touched your heart and stirred your soul, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast. That way, you won't miss a single parable as we continue on our journey. We're here to spread the teachings of Jesus, and you can help. Share this podcast with your loved ones, your friends, and even your neighbors. Let's build a community that walks together in His Word. Your thoughts and questions are a valuable part of our discussion. So please reach out to us through our website or connect on social media. We're at Walking in His Word Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. As we navigate the parables, remember these timeless stories offer guidance and grace, even in the midst of life's challenges. Keep walking in His Word, and may His light shine upon your path. Until our next parable, may your journey be blessed.